regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is the same every week. This week, like every week, I'm reporting live from the King Billy's cellar because I've got a man coming around to fix the compressor on my fridge and the sockets are tripping in the extension. The race is on to get the bottles cold and the electricity non-lethal before we open our doors to the despicable public on the 17th of May. On my right, we have Joe Scrabbles. Hello. I'm pretty light, I'm pretty light on features this week, Joe, but how might you be endangering the public with your electrical comedical stylings. Well, actually, uh, I have I've sold my feature this week to a to an outside third party who wants to present um, branded content. So we'll be joined by a special audio guest later in the podcast. Lovely. I'm Log, and I run the King Billy Pub in Nottingham, as we've established. I don't have much in the way of a feature this week because I'm panicking about everything to do with my pub, which reopens in 12 days at the time of recording. Any excitement I may have felt about opening up um, and being a going concern again has this morning metamorphosed into a a lovely butterfly of anxiety. (laughs) And as I type this paragraph, I have just spent one hour looking at how to scrape websites for information using PHP and Goot. Um, (laughs) The logic there being that if I plunge myself into something that I know nothing at all about, the feeling of being absolutely bewildered and overwhelmed is reasonable, rather than, say, standing baffled in a room that I'm intimately familiar with, but which also feels utterly alien through misuse. (laughs) Basically, my pub is a haunted house, but it's the house that's dead, and it's haunted by me, a fucking idiot. (laughs) On my, on my left, we have Matt Lees, a man entirely unaccustomed to anxiety and for whom <laughs> daily life is a, is a stroll in the park. I'm a walking peach. I'm a walking peach. <laughs> you are indeed. And what carefree whimsy have you got for us today, Matt? Well, uh, a lot of people have been wondering what I've been doing in the, the quite vast amount of time that I wasn't on the podcast. And I'm going to be letting you know. Let rip. Um, before, before we get to those features, just back to my pub for a moment, you'll be... Pleased to know that our ice machine still works. I've popped one of the cubes it shits out into my mouth, and it's definitely water. The chimney stack is still the best way to get into my cellar, if you're rain, that is. And the sign that says we're full is ready to be utterly ignored by arseholes telling you they're exempt from wearing a mask and they just want to find their mates upstairs. Like I said, I don't really have a feature today, but before I pass on to you lads to do your things right into my appalled face... I'd just like to run you down my top 10 favourite customers that I can't wait to see again. All off the top of the head. <laughs> yep, just thinking of them one by one. Yep. And you should you should be hearing The Wizard by a band now. <laughs> a new entry at number 10. It's the customer who, whenever you ask them a question, rolls a handful of dice onto the table and points at them instead of answering. Down three places to number nine, it's the group of customers who joke that you might have said a nice bucket, when it's perfectly clear from context that you said an ice bucket. This hasn't happened yet, but I've got two nice buckets just waiting for the first customer to try it. (laughs) I will will not tolerate wordplay during a drinks order. Thank you for your order, sir. Here's a nice bucket. It is (laughs) £10,000. Crawling up the charts like a balloon in the wind, this week's number eight is the customer with a test tube rack on their table, asking if anyone's seen their test tubes. 
Don't engage with them. They haven't had a test tube in that rack since June the 5th, 1989, the day they died. Holding fast at number seven is the woman on her third bottle of white wine who sits on the stairs telling you it's her birthday and that she's a vegetarian before she slides down a step and the impact on her coccyx makes her burp out a lump of hard sick onto the last order's bell. Dropping five places from last week's number one, it's the recording on your phone of a customer you loved but who moved away like everyone does because they can. <laughs> A hot new entry at number five, and it's the man who's extremely particular about whether you sell Fosters or Carling, and is appalled at your decision to stock the inferior Carling instead of the infinitely superior Fosters. And you have to bite the fuck out of your tongue because literally everything you want to say will make you sound like the dickhead snob that you secretly are. Sliding in sideways from a completely different chart this week at number four, it's a Labrador banging his head into some wind chimes and howling along with the bongs. Holding fast like a baby in Velcro swaddling at number three, it's Barry, the guy with a swollen face who's never said anything racist yet, but it'll be a relief when he does so you can finally tell him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and nearing the pinnacle like the guy who left the tent but died and you can't remember why, but it's supposed to be noble somehow, at number two, it's the one I didn't write. And straight in at the top spot this week, it's regular features and the King Billy's all-time favourite customer, Jacker Case, with his foot-storming, barn-stomping instant classic, Improved Onion Fuck. Your restaurant in the King Billy. Your restaurant in the I'm King already Billy. excited. Your restaurant in the King Billy. Your restaurant in the this is King totally good. Billy. Your restaurant in the King Billy. Your restaurant in the I'm already excited. Your restaurant in the King Billy. Your restaurant in the King Billy. Onion Buck. 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 Get off with your shallot pump. sounded exactly like Log in the Swow. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. My favourite thing about that Wow is it sounds like one of the mushrooms out of Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I think, to be honest, your bit, Log, where you're going, this had better be good, sounds very Dragon's Den. I feel like you're crossing your legs and about to withdraw a giant check from my hands. Oh, I assumed I was going, this is going to be good. Oh, maybe, Because yeah. I, I have faith in your onion fucks. <laughs> 
I I think it's I think the phrase "Do we look like your mum?" is really <laughs> underrated. I'm happy with that. I'm happy that's been been drawn back up from the annals of time. It's um, really good. Yeah, that's always... pleasurable. Sound of the summer. A summer largely spent indoors, but sound of the summer nonetheless. It's got a certain darkness to it that I really like. There's a feeling that everything might be about to go wrong in that song. <laughs> and I, think it, I think it works. Do you know uh, what I, that I'm... is that I, we should point out that is a real listener song by Jack a Case that was put on the regular features Reddit. We haven't asked if we can use it, but given it's you know our voices. Jack case can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off yeah, with, that, your, with your shallot pomp. I would like to, because um, that's just me and your voices, Matt, on that, isn't it? So we could so, perform yeah. that live on stage the next time we do a live show. We probably could, yeah. I don't know who was doing the... I couldn't tell if that was one of you being resampled or if that was Jack a case. It may case be original. have to join us. Yeah. I it's a good noise. No idea. But uh, yeah. yeah, what a treat. What a treat. So, 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 Log, like, are you like, like making loads of new windows for the King Billy? Then, like, smashing holes in the walls and stuff. Yeah. If there are any holes smashed in the wall, it was an accident that we just made the best out of. It's um, <laughs> we have no new holes. I'll just do a round. We do. <laughs> have you got a sign saying that? What the readers missed there was Log doing a very real check around the room <laughs> just in case there were new holes. Well, I just wondered, because you, you can see behind me and I, from my webcam and I can't. I thought, what the fuck is that happening? <laughs> um, no, yes, um, I, I've got no immediate things to say about my pub. My brain is so I know, full fine. of it. It's fine. It's, Don't it's worry just about a massive... It. I'm just, I don't think it's unreasonable. Like, I think if I was having to open a pub in 12 days, I'd be very anxious as well. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be going to a pub in 12 days, so the idea of opening one... It's very stressful. Yeah, mm. I think it's it, what's inside my head is the thing in Total Recall that is going to take a lot of stretching to get out of my nose. Um, <laughs> it, and I can't just casually just whip it out and talk about it. <laughs> Understandable. It's going to be at least 13 days before I get that nose All my life I've been searching for something, something never come, never leads to nothing, nothing touches by, but I'm getting close, closer to the end of the end of the road. All night long I dream of the day, when it comes around and it's taken away, leave me with the feeling that I feel the most, feel something when you're playing combos. Uh, so I'm, as I mentioned earlier, I, I, I actually, um, I didn't ask anyone, but I have, I have sold my feature space this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe you should have asked somebody. Steve, well, at least. He's the treasurer, last I checked. He is the treasurer. And I think he's about to see a pretty good windfall. So he can, you know, he can, once he sees the check. Oh, it'll be fine. I mean, it's this one thing that will... One thing that will shut Steve up. It's a windfall, as we all know. Exactly. He, he loves a windfall. That's why he's not here today, because he just got another windfall. He's he keeps getting it. He's swamped. <laughs> um, but this is a, yeah, so this is a sponsored audio essay um, with a very special guest. So I think there's a certain, I think there's a pizzazz that's going to be added to this, even if it is branded content. So look, I'm just going to play it, all right? 
Are you trapped in a prison cell of money where all the bars on the cell are payday loans and the lock is your low-paying job and the prison guard is Nat West (laughs) and the view out of the little window in your cell is watching your uncle buy a brand new car with no outward money worries and the bars on that little window are yet more payday loans and the steel toilet in the cell is absolutely full of your own shit because the flush handle hasn't been oiled with money. (laughs) Hi. I'm mobile phone gaming superstar Flappy Bird, and I'm here to talk to you about consolidating debt. Back in 2014, I was flying high. I was the talk of the town. I was the belle of the ball. I was the cream of the crop. I was the chamois o mammy. I was the hottest croquette in Jacqueline's kitchen. I was making money hand over feather, and I was spending it exclusively on real estate. I bought uptown brownstones, downtown railroads, big barns, factory yards, and a yogurt shop called Strawberry Gulps. (laughs) Eventually, to feed my addiction to real estate, I had organized a massive loan in order for me to buy the Greek island of Corfu. I was Flappy Bird. Nothing was going to go wrong for me, right? I mean, I was the talk of the town. I was the belle of the ball. I was the cream of the crop. I was the chamois o mammy. I was the hottest croquette in Jacqueline's kitchen. And then my creator, Dong Nguyen, decided that the pressure of success was too much and took my game, Flappy Bird, offline. The money dried up, and that was when everything changed for me. Within two weeks, I'd taken out loans all over the world, which only covered me for two more weeks, and when I suddenly defaulted on 460 mortgages simultaneously, (laughs) things went from bad to worse. The Corfu thing went south, and I mean literally. The Turkish government bought up my ownership for a song and literally towed the island south into the middle of Ionian fuck-all and just left it there to rot for a laugh at the Greeks' expense. Faced with collection agencies beating down the little warp pipe I'd been forced to live in, I searched for ways out of my predicament, and pretty soon, things got dark. My fame was all I had left, and I started turning novelty tricks in rich nests across the northern hemisphere in summer and the southern hemisphere in winter, giving blowjobs with my big, juicy, flappy bird lips. (laughs) I'll never forget my lowest ebb. Sucking off a heron who was pretending to be the now-deposed Shah of Iran. Little did I know, the last Shah of Iran had died in 1980, and this was just a heron in a big coat with epaulets. When we finished, he squawked at me suddenly, and shocked, I fell right out of the cherry tree we were in, and broke one of my tiny oval wings. I dragged myself up a hillock to watch the sunset and cry, and that's when I saw it, lit by the gloaming sun a billboard for Obstantinantrixestima. Just a year later, I was making manageable repayments on all of my debt, and I had a cable television show you might just have heard of. Oprah for birds. (laughs) But how did Obstantinantrixestima get my life back in order? Well, it's important to note that Obstantinantrixestima is not a debt consolidation service. Abstenton and Trixestima is a debt consolidation medicine. Taken thrice daily, Abstenton and Trixestima will make your heart beat really, really fast, pushing double the amount of blood into your brain compared to normal. 
and letting your synapses do a lot more work to figure out just what the hell to do about all that debt you're in. Pretty soon, you'll have it all figured out. Ask your doctor about Obstantinantrix Estima today and he'll probably say, Yes, you should take Obstantinantrix <laughs> Estima. It's really good and has a delicious flavored coating. It's like grape or something. Obstantinantrix Estima is not suitable for everyone. Please tell your doctor if you noticed any unusual night sweats, day sweats, thigh chafe, blood blisters, dog smell, or if you start collapsing like a newborn horse. Thing is, though, the doctor will probably still say, Meh, don't worry about it. I fully approve Obstantinantrix Estimer. It'll all be okay, probably even tomorrow. Please get the dosage right of Obstantinantrix Estimer. Taken just twice daily instead of thrice, and your heart will get a murmur. And if you listen closely to it, you'll hear that it's murmuring something that sounds like fucking platelets think they come in here <laughs> just looking around they all without asking. Well, I got another thing coming. Why I oughta? Taken, <laughs> taken twice daily, that means four times, and your brain will begin expanding down the path of least resistance, your throat, and you might accidentally digest your occipital lobe, leading you to forget the faces of loved ones. Some say that laughter is the best medicine, but go and tell James Acaster that he's got to pay off his student loan by next week or he's going to jail, and he won't solve the problem by telling a brilliantly constructed routine. He'll probably just say, Oh no, this is another one of my classic scrapes! <laughs> but then offer James Acaster a bottle of Obstantinantrix Estima, and pretty soon he'll be saying that the best medicine is Obstantinantrix Estima, just like me, Flappy Bird. And right now, you can get a free plushie that shows me, Flappy Bird, at my worst, with all my feathers hanging out and my big juicy lips all chapped, along with your first purchase of Obstantinantrix Estima, just by adding the special regular features promo code SMELLTHEWELL at checkout. George Foreman's Obstantinantrix <laughs> Estima. He's so proud of it, he put his name on it. Oh, well, I'm glad Flappy Bird's doing well anyway. Yeah, I was I was confused about who paid for that slot, really. Oh, it's well, it's either Obstantinantrix Estima or George Foreman. I don't think Flappy Bird is as bad with money anymore. No, he would give it to us. But I do want one of those plushies. Yeah, I hear I hear the meerkat people are pretty fucking worried about it. Yeah, uh, right. Now there's a blowjob-lipped bird out there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be the artist croquette in Jacqueline's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I was lost in a hairy pies. Soon turned out it was Gavin's eyes. Did it Regular features. So, um, I have been away for a while, and what have I been up to? Largely, I'll be honest. A lot of people who have met me at live shows or I mean real life will know that I'm a huge fan of going to the dentist. Go to the dentist an awful mm. lot. And I've really just been ramping that up. I've been going to the dentist an awful lot uh, over the past year, just all the time. Teeth, teeth, teeth. I love it. Um, I have noticed, though, now I've either that dentists have changed in the last few years or I've started becoming slightly discerning about the kind of dentists I go to rather than just going to the nearest one and accepting basically anything uh, for any price. 
which is why dentists now look into my mouth and are kind of surprised by the range of of fillings and work I've had done. It's a bit like looking into a pick and mix bag. Have you been listening to the podcast recently? Because if you if your feature is about having a bongo playing dentist, I will. I would really like to get your angle on this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I sadly do not have a bongo playing dentist. All right, um, but I I have been alarmed by by the, the modern technology and the manner of dentists. So mm. I thought I'd just um. I'd, I'd run you through. I've, I've written a short, a short piece about about my experience of going to the dentist, and I thought we okay. could record it as a kind of ASMR experience because I think that you know going to the dentist is inherently an ASMR experience, mm. isn't it? You lie back, you relax. Yeah, I like it when one of those little hooks taps your teeth for a little bit, and it just goes clink, clink, exactly inside my skull. Exactly, it's very relaxing. It's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. So I thought what we could do here is is do that. So now we will, I present to you. Questions inside of your mouth, a regular features ASMR experience. Uh, I, of course, am entering the dentist now. Hi, uh, how's it going? Fine. Great. Uh, so I'm here about my teeth, obviously. I think there's some decay on one of my molars, maybe. It's kind of a bad taste sometimes, even after I brush my teeth. Yes. Oh, two dentists. That's unusual, isn't it? Sometimes. Yes. Okay. Um, so the chair. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll just uh, sit back in there. So, how are you? All well? Fine. Yes. Great. And you? Pretty good, actually. You know, teeth aside, uh, pandemic and good floss. Not as often as I should. I'm sorry. No, I was talking to my colleague. Yes, of course. I floss. I'm a dentist. <laughs> no, obviously I wanted him to pass me the floss. That's that's just a dentist joke. So if you just tilt your head back, we're going to exponentially fill your mouth with stuff whilst asking you to perform tasks you're largely unable to. Is that okay? Uh, great. So let's start off with these tiny walls made of cotton wool. They'll make your mouth very dry and leave you slightly incomprehensible. Lovely. Now they're both in. So, Mr. Lees, how, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Anything nice planned for this afternoon? Uh, go for a little walk. Maybe get something to eat at a cafe. Oh, that new place by the corner. What's your favourite item on their menu? Uh, I like the thing they do with, with like, black grated lime onto it. It's like a warm, milky drink. I can't remember what it's called, though. Okay, so I'm going to wrap the bottom half of your mouth in rubber. It's going to feel like you're eating a balloon, okay? Okay. Sorry, what was that? Okay. Great. So if you want us to stop at any point, just put one of your hands up. But don't give us a thumbs up or make any kind of movement with your arms in response to our questions. No, otherwise we'll presume you want us to stop. It's important that you only try to respond to our questions using your mouth. Which we'll be incrementally filling with a selection of things... Oh, Great. So, just hold still for a moment there, and now that's in. We've clipped the rubber in place using metallic grips. It's going to feel a bit like you're being eaten by a balloon. That's just initially. Once in place, you'll feel like you're being eaten. So, tell us more about this lovely calf. What's your date of birth? The type? 
Best sexual preference. Oh, well, is there? Yes, I can see there's some staining on left six. We'll need to take an x-ray of that. Bite onto this for a second. Great. Your favourite item on the menu at your favourite cafe. Can you turn that into a haiku? Hot and milky drink. The spicy and creamy get into my mouth. That all sounds good. We're just going to leave the room and then immediately come back. Okay. We're back now. Yes, that's definitely grubbiness on left six, edging onto mess. Is this painful? No, not at all. I was talking to my colleague. He hates dentistry. <laughs> just a dentist joke. Oh! Yes, that will hurt. I've just numbed up your jaw a bit, just so we can open up your mouth a bit wider and I can fit my whole fist inside. Okay. Would you like to try and take a sip of this pink liquid from this little cup, now that we've numbed your mouth to the point that it's unusable? Uh, yeah, uh, all right. Oh, look, you've dribbled it out of your mouth. Can you recite to me the first three lines of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night? No. Well, I think that's all we can do for you today, but do book an appointment six months from now where we'll be trying to put eight rubber bands around each of your wisdom teeth. If you want to keep your wisdom teeth... Some people do put them up for adoption or on the black market. But they're fine there if you want to leave them alone. Unless they rebel against you. Right. So yes, keep all that stuff inside your mouth and, and we'll see you in six months. I'm just going to put a Hot Wheels toy into the back of your throat so it looks like your tonsils are driving a splashy sports car. Okay. That will be £400. Oh, thank you very much. Goodbye. Ace. <laughs> Hi, readers. Joe here from the editing module in space. Uh, I'm sorry to pause the podcast. I just noticed something that I thought you, as readers of regular features, would love to, uh, love to have pointed out and perhaps sort of... Um, uh, made a bit more obvious. Uh, uh, you've just heard the sound of Matt removing two entire hands from his mouth. Uh, and that if you listen very closely, it's a very distinctive noise. And I just thought I'd play it again, uh, amplified, so that you could really hear what it sounds like when a man removes two entire hands from his mouth. <laughs> Delicious. Anyway, back to the podcast. That <laughs> sounds... Horrible. And you've still got all that stuff in your mouth. Yeah, but it looks like there's a little sports car uh, being driven by my tonsils. I've, I've gotten used to talking around it, but it's really, it's a great party trick now. I don't want to upset you, but I think that's that looks more like a Honda Accord to me. Oh. That's not a flashy sports car it's from got, what I can tell. It's got like f flames on the side of it. That's it. It's on fire. <laughs> yeah, there's a flaming Hot Wheels toy in your throat. Lean the way, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you want is a Honda Accord doing donuts on your tongue at three a.m. Yeah, there's some of that. Some of that is basically uh, pretty factual. Uh, I've, I've realised that. Yeah, my my dentist is some sort of cruel jokester, and the fact that she will not really try and attempt conversation with me until. There are a manner of things in my mouth, <laughs> at which point she'll start asking questions. Whenever I try and give her a thumbs up in response to a question, um, she doesn't see it. And so I have to talk. Um, or she thinks I'm putting my hand up and stops. And yeah, like, just, just do you want to have a little pink drink? And I just dribble it everywhere. I'm like, this is, a, this is all a cruel joke. Also, this new thing they do now where they literally just put a big balloon in your mouth. They just, like, rubberize your mouth. They cover it. and So that is oh, real. Oh, so it's real. Not, none of that was made up. Fuck. No, it's all real. 
they've got this new system where like you know how surgeons do a thing where they like cover up the the person with rubber and then they cut open a section so they could just focus on the bit that they're used doing right yeah mm-hmm. they do that with dentists do that sometimes 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 so they just they cover up the bottom half of your mouth with a rubber sheet that they, that they pull around your chin and then they like just so they can get at just the tooth and not have any of your tongue or which honestly makes perfect sense but it's the most weirdly intrusive thing i've ever it's just like yeah, yeah it's like your tongue's been buried alive yeah, <laughs> that's it is. really weird it's like it's like you've been turned into robocop with a by a balloon artist it's, it's terrifying <laughs> i mean it, it, it sounds gorgeous it made my brain do the tickly thing well yeah so. i'm obviously it's asmr isn't it joe so it's gonna have that effect on a lot of people yeah yeah <laughs> it's gonna be tickled a lot of it's gonna stems. be a deeply pleasurable experience for all sorts of people <laughs> i really yeah, absolutely I really enjoy talking in that slightly gentler voice it's uh, God, stop yeah. it log it's not very i'm not stop it i'm more accustomed to screaming but i quite like mm. this seductive tombra me too and i particularly like uh, the, the haiku with your fist in <laughs> That's the bit that really stained my chuddies mm. as far as I, in the internet parlance of today. Well, uh, uh, they de-stained my chuddies last time I was down there, so I'm happy with that. Did they? Yeah. That's good. I mean, at least there's an upside. Thank you for listening to Regular Features, the podcast with important things to say that you have learned from. Again, uh, if you'd like to support us, uh, well, what you can do is basically go patreon.com slash regular features and then give us one pound or dollar an episode, but preferably pound is a bit more money. Um, and for that, we just keep making the podcast. Uh, there's, no, there's no actual benefits for you other than, and get this, B names, which as we record, we don't have. But thankfully, Log, Log, say hello. Hello. I've d- this week. I've volunteered to do a very special after-show segment where I take you into the hive itself and give you bestow you B names direct from the Queen's throne. <laughs> I'm, even I'm excited for that. That sounds wicked. There's going to be some buzzing background noises. Sorry. And if you don't want to give us money, that's absolutely fine. You could, I don't know, rate and review on Apple. That's probably useful still. Or just tell a friend. I really think, I really want to read some reviews. Yeah. Put them up wherever you can. I don't know. Put them up on Amazon products for other things. Or just say, if you're a writer for the Sunday Times, why not review us in the Sunday Times and say yeah. horrible things about us? And we'll be like, yeah. oh, it's the fucking Sunday Times. What do you expect? Are you Stuart Heritage? Why not write about us in The Guardian? <laughs> All publicity is good publicity. That's what we say here at Regular Features HQ. Give us a bad review in a very public space. That's what we need <laughs> to take us to the next level. <laughs> uh, and with that, I'll leave you in the capable hands of John Logblythe striding through honey to do his due diligence. Bye. If you could just start hovering and follow me. Thank you. Welcome to the brood chamber of this, my hive. My name is Harriet Harmon, which is 
the worst bee name in the world, but that didn't stop me rising through the bee ranks, from bee private to bee adept, to Detective Sergeant B, to bee knight, to Platinum Bee Supreme, to HMS Valorant Excelsior B, to Provincial Assistant Grand Director of Bee Ceremonies, to Past Provincial Assistant Grand Director of Bee Ceremonies, to Undersecretary of the Transnational Bee Symposium, and finally, where I am now, thanks to a little political skullduggery, queen of a good-sized hive in a pretty nice field. As queen, I can bestow bee names onto anyone I goddamn like. Bee names can be given in anger, like big receiver of stings. They can be given in error if I meet you at the big annual waggle dance and call you Rango Mandibles because I'm drunk. But the purest bee name is the bee name given in love, like what happens when I bestow bee names onto people who have pledged a monthly sum to the Regular Features podcast. The latest names to slide into my sticky purview are Finn Gale. That's a lovely name. According to this website I'm logging into with my antenna, Finn means fair or white, and Gale obviously means wind. And a fair wind drifts a bee to the foxgloves and honeysuckles that we love so much. So, Finn, lovely Finn Gale, your bee name is Sugar Please, I'm Pooped. The second bee name that has been requested is Rich Piggot. Now, speaking as a bee, I have no idea what capitalism is, but this name makes me want to invent it and start hoarding honey in a Byzantine network of shell hives and food havens. Rich Piggott, before you make life in my hive untenable in the long term, you simply must have your new name. And it is Little Yellow Fella on the windowsill. There's a Little Yellow Fella on the windowsill. He came one day and he didn't go away. He's a Little Yellow Fella on my windowsill. I tried to flick that Yellow Fella out of my house, but he bounced off the window frame and into my mouth. I didn't want to eat him, so I spat him right out. He flew away and then I heard my neighbours shout, Our lovely friend Rich Piggott just gave birth to a bee. Out of his mouth it flew for all to see. This great day goes down in local history as the day Rich Piggott made an oral bee. What I'm trying to say is your name is Oral B. Anyway, but Jesus Christ, is that the time? I've got to dip my stinger in honey or I'll die.